0: Hello and welcome to the Arcade Attack Podcast. My name's Keith and today I'm here with Kev. Hello listeners. Dylan. Hello listeners. And Adrian. Of I'm course, back baby. Ever present. <laughs> yeah. I think me and you are the only ever present aren't we? Well done guys. 100% committed. There you go. Where's our pay rise? <laughs> I don't know. Where's Sorry. our pay? <laughs> <laughs> so today we're here to talk about one of my favourite consoles. Holding a nice black is. box here. Big black box of happiness. Well,
1: would actually called a Jaguar. More of a charcoal grey than black.
0: <laughs> That's why it's not a Jaguar. Adrian. <laughs> it's a completely different colour, as you quite rightly point out. It's the Sega Saturn. It's a, re- is a very pretty Saturn. console, isn't it? Let's it's, be it's honest. It's very nice. What the Saturn or the Jaguar? The s- no,
1: they both <laughs> really, they both look really good. I have to say, I you know, aesthetically, aspect- I think they both are brilliant-looking consoles.
0: I, I've got to be honest. It's, it's quite boxy, isn't it? Mm. would but say. It's a pretty, it's, I wouldn't say the way really it looks really is it's. Pretty strong
2: point than the PlayStation though do you think I do. yeah the I original think... PlayStation 1 yeah oh, it's original. funny
0: though how that's kind of come like a iconic design but mm. I guess just because of how successful it was I think the Saturn is more sexy Look at no. smooth it's oh, blushing now. Oh, <laughs> Smitten. <laughs> I'm going to pass it around the room. This, I should add, this is actually Adrian's Sega Saturn. Right, so kind around me. Be careful with it, man. Kev, Kev. Go, go along, oh, go <laughs> along. I'm going to pass it. Feel the weight. That is That's a quality piece of entertainment equipment. It's, there. it's almost as heavy as a VCR. It's like quite you,
2: heavy. <laughs> you feel like you're getting your money's worth. Yeah, you which can
0: f- I think is important. You can feel all those processors. Yeah. The millions of <laughs> processors It's not quite
1: 64 bit, but we'll Yeah, It's beautiful. Thank you, sir.
3: <laughs> Pass it oh round. Oh, my God. It's, feel for it. Uh, you can I've just, just gone, about hold it with one hand. Should have gone to the gym, mate. Seriously, can't. Uh, let's get in the old disc tray there. Mm, yeah, that's oh, I see. Nice. Smooth operation. Yeah, getting there. So smooth. Anyway, it's are the got guys dampers, isn't are... it? It's got dampers that's on nice, the...
0: That's nice, isn't uh... it? There's no oh, snapping open there. That's I don't just... think you
3: hear that on my mic. Look at that. Go on. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, the reason we're talking about the Saturn today is to talk about a great mystery. There's been many great mysteries down the years. There has. Who shot Mr. Burns? Ah. Maggie. Sorry. Sorry. <gasps> no. Spoilers. Spoiler. Where on earth is Carmen San Diego? Flip nose. Who knows? <laughs> we'll never know. How does Sam Allardyce continue to find employment? Oh my I see it again also don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but undoubtedly one of the biggest mysteries in gaming history, in my opinion, is what really killed off the Sega Saturn. Oh no. Um, it's not a secret it's one of my favourite consoles of all time um, and one I hold dear to my heart and a bit like Adrian and his Jaguar obsession
2: it sounds like a it eulogy it seems
0: a bit weird to the outside
1: world <laughs> it does seem a bit but weird but the sound a, was a, eulogy. a
0: great console with an underappreciated library of excellent games yeah. um, so why did and he was he... a good father and a good husband <laughs> he was <yeah>. rest <laughs> in peace he was respected by his colleagues and...
1: out of all the planets he was definitely up there <laughs> It
0: took you two
1: <laughs>
3: minutes to make that joke. <laughs> ah, sorry. He
0: was dying to make that joke. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so before we get into the reasons why, let's take a quick look at the, the vital statistics oh, of the Sega oh. Saturn. What is the Sega Saturn? So it's a fifth generation video games console. <laughs> take it to the right basics. Um, it was released in Japan in November 1994. So it's, it's nearly 24 old, years
2: old. Yeah. That's earlier um, than I would
0: have thought, to be honest. But it's, uh, true, It was the same with the PlayStation, I think, as well, late 94 in Japan. Mm. And then we got it, yeah, it, uh, North America got it in May 95. Here in Europe, we got it in July 95. Um, it was discontinued in Europe and North America in 1998.
1: That is one of the smallest so lifespans for a
0: console. It's tiny, isn't it? So less than three years. I mean, the only smaller one is...
1: No, don't say it.
0: The Dreamcast. <laughs> what were you going to say? I
1: was going to say a Jaguar, Jaguar, but actually. It's no, probably, similar. They, they, probably they, similar. they had lots of games. I think the final game was released in 2000, but it was pretty
0: much mm. dead then anyway. Yeah, but I mean, they discontinued making a console, hadn't they? Yeah, the last so.
1: game, uh, Fight for Life from Atari, I think it was in 1995.
0: Oh, great. Yeah, so again, probably yeah, about, about two years. Yeah, two years year yeah, lifespan. Two year lifespan. Like so God. it was a small lifespan. Mm. Um, it was dis- wasn't was discontinued in Japan until 2000, mm. um, which we'll come on to later. Mm. Um, and when. In terms of its popularity and how many consoles were sold, where and stuff, um, and worldwide, do you want to have a guess at how many units it sold? Okay. As a barometer, the PS2 is the biggest-selling console of all time, and it sold roughly 150 million units.
1: I well, will have a guess because I think it must have sold about—I think about 20 million. I guess.
0: know this because I put it
3: on the, the website. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, you, can't,
2: uh, you can't guess.
3: Um, well, I think I remember. Let what Kev it is. guess. <laughs> yeah, let Kev guess, and then
0: you guess.
2: Go I'm going to say about
0: thirty five million. It's a generous guess from Kev. Still. I think I, I think I got it from Wikipedia. I want to say it's nine nine million, nine two six million. So yeah, so it's it's shocking. For compare for, for comparison, as well as the PS2, there the N64 sold nearly thirty three million units. While well, the original PlayStation reached over a hundred million units, Sounds are quite still quite cheap though. I mean, you can pick up a decent
3: sort of good, yeah. good, you know, good Nick one with a controller for like 50, 60 quid. Easy. When you think there's only nine million out there yeah. in the world,
0: that's a good investment. Mm, I, 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 I pff, we'll maybe talk about it another day on another podcast. But I think a lot of people don't realise what they've got. No, they do. They see it as this failed console. Maybe like some people do with the Jaguar. People that aren't interested—they mm-hmm. think, "Well, this is you know, just sell this on for cheap. It's not worth anything."
2: Yeah, I feel like maybe Saturn owners looked after their Saturns a bit more than PlayStation owners looked after their Ooh, PlayStation's. That's so maybe that's a topic to in a itself better, Nick Saturn. That I haven't a seen a bad itself. Nick Saturn in the wild. Yeah. I'm honest <laughs> with you. I think maybe it appealed to a certain kind of market of people who cared. Are <laughs> like you Keith? telling us?
0: How yeah. like like
3: Keith, I keep care. <laughs> Keith is like pristine. I all of care. his all of his possessions are pristine. <laughs>
0: Okay, so obviously it's CD one based system, um, and it runs on two Hitachi SH two processors running at twenty eight point six megahertz. Yeah, for the technical fans, um, internal RAM and cartridge for storage, and two uh, VDP one and VDP two video display processors. Oh yes, so that's all the good stuff. Um, so to really kind of understand why it was probably doomed from the start. Um, it's probably worth going back to the early 90s before it was made before oh, it was released mm. um, and look at a couple of decisions that maybe undermined his mm. chances yeah um, Re- listeners may want to flick back to our Tom Kalinski interview because
3: he got some nice insights I'm sure Keith, Al Nielsen as well chipped in a bit about his views mm.
0: that was smooth man because the very next line of my notes mm. mentions Sega of America CEO Tom Kalinsky <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. So, the first thing that's interesting to look at, um, Sega of America CEO, Tom Kalinsky, mm. Sony Electronic Publishing, Publishing's Olaf Olofson, Yep, always love saying his Good name, name. Yep. Yep. Um, and Sony America's Mickey Shuloff had discussed the development of a joint Sega and Sony hardware. System. Should have happened. Never came to fruition. Um, do you know why? Well, one of the big reasons yeah, why.
1: I, I read about this. Wasn't it, one of them would get all the money for the games, but, and one would get all the money for the hardware? Or am I talking... Actually, am I talking about the
0: Nintendo... That might, that might hmm? be the um, Nintendo PlayStation I'm talking about the Nintendo... So I'm
1: getting mixed up, though. The Nintendo PlayStation Hybrid, which we can talk about another day, actually. Yeah, that's a good one. We'll hold that. In yeah, myself. sorry, that
0: isn't the reason, is it? No. I'm going to no.
2: hazard a guess that Sega thought they knew how to do it, and Sony didn't.
0: Um, it, that's, that's pretty much... That's one of the reasons, pretty much. Basically,
2: yeah. Sega having experience in this field, Sony not being a contender up until this point. Kev's
0: been reading my notes... I haven't. That's ever, a good ever, one. Ever no. doesn't work on
2: my phone. Well, Kev, stop looking over Keith's shoulder. Kev's <laughs> <I> ha, <laughs> a hacker. Kev's a hacker. I have had the uh, Sega Saturn of phones being a Microsoft phone that doesn't work like, so. anyway. <laughs> the Sega Saturn of <laughs> <laughs> I
0: like it. Um, yeah, so there was two main reasons. One of them was um, that Sega wanted to create something that could accommodate 2D and 3D visuals. Because mm. they weren't, you know they weren't quite ready to fully move away from 2D no, games. No, I mean, look
3: at all the amazing 2D stuff, yeah, they, were stuff they were doing. Like,
0: why would you want to go solely
3: 3D? It just wasn't a Sega thing.
0: Sony's idea was to focus fully on 3D technology. Mm-hmm. So that was, they sort of butt heads on that. Um, but also, Sega of Japan's opinion, mm-hmm. F- was that there was no value to be found in working with Sony because they had no experience in the video game oh, market.
3: No. Sega of Japan. Wow i mean slap i'm sorry The, the the, because that that tom kalinsky interview is uh, i transcribed it from a chat that i had mm -hmm. with him and the more obviously he went into it uh, the more i wanted to slap sega of japan it just the things that sega could have done back in those days but yeah obviously it led to there not being a sega playstation Mm -hmm. as
2: it were see the trouble here is sony had lots of money and oh yeah money can buy you lots of people who have experience so they could have which just is I'm guessing what happened right that's the history of yeah they Sony could have just basically. hired
3: yeah. people who worked for Nintendo or just like poached them or you know what I mean yeah. like, exactly I mean and that Sega kind Japan.
0: of internal disagreement between Sega of Japan and Sega of America um, despite the fact that Kalinsky had done so well in mm-hmm. birthing, basically birthing Sega Sonic and the Genesis in America you know it, they were the market leader at the time I think they had, they went from having less than ten percent of the market share, like in the late eighties, to over half. I know, yeah, it was crazy. because obviously we, it was before uh, Nintendo got the chance to bring out the snares. Um, but in in Japan, the Mega Drive, it it wasn't Flat even line, as successful yeah. as the PC Engine. Mm, yeah. So I don't know, but again, if they, I kind of see it. It's a, a bit of an example of uh, Sega Japan's maybe uh, maybe arrogance. Maybe a short-sighted attitude to I say, "Oh, these all, guys all know." It. Yeah, I mean, I Sony, it's... the biggest, probably the biggest name in electronics, entertainment at the time. To say that they knew—I mean, right, they weren't—they didn't have experience in the video game industry—but
2: to dismiss them like so like bad. that is, So up their own butts, but short-sightedness. I think there was a lot the of extreme. there, to be honest. Yeah, and I think you know. To a certain extent, they they deserved a bit of arrogance. Um, They'd they, earned some, you know, yeah. Earned earned to bit. be fair, um, but they should have also shown some respect for Sony, as you say, because they were a massive player, yeah. In tech,
0: exactly. Just tech generally. Yeah. I mean, they were known and still are really for just for quality goods. Yeah. So yeah. it it seems crazy that they would be so dismissive. Um, I mean, how do you guys think a Sony slash Sega console would have? Panned out if they'd actually managed to work together
3: because obviously the playstation's forte is 3d Mm. they could have balanced obviously the multi-processors and the management within the saturn that could have actually worked with a 3d obviously it does it at the it does it at the minute Mm. but it could have done it so much better it could have had you know sega could have continued to plow out awesome 2d franchises whilst going into those those 3d games that that were popular on this playstation and doing it properly yeah and like fifa and all those fifas would have been better and
0: if you and if you look at how successfully sony marketed the playstation and stuff mm. in a, you know a couple of years later um how huge it could have been but i mean at some point there would have been a decision to make i guess would sony have sort of absorbed sega hmm you know, if you look I at think, where we are now, yeah, Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo.
2: One yeah. of these questions, isn't it? Is like you know, too many cooks versus mm. you know the sum of all the parts is greater than yep. the individual yeah, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And there's both sides to a coin. Um, but I think you know, better things happen when we work together. Generally, mm. and I, I, I just think, think at the had,
0: time it could have just yeah, been all of that tech so from fruitful.
2: Sony, all the experience in the gaming yeah. and the the gaming culture from Sega. You know? mm.
0: But like Aid said, and we, you know we we'll may talk about it another time. It wasn't just Sega that made the same mistake. You know mm. they were, in the end, they were due to work with Nintendo, Sony. Um, that have you seen the, the prototype, prototype
1: of that? Yeah, that I have. Absolutely
0: incredible. Yeah.
3: Nintendo pooped the bed on that one. So yeah. basically, everyone. The, the, I think the key to the story, or the moral of the story, is work
2: don't with Sony. <laughs> work with Sony. Don't yeah. say
3: don't say no to Sony. Right? If no, if Sony come a knocking and they want to work with you on something, say yes. I mean, they really
0: got their own back. They really know, did. On Sega and some. Nintendo. Let's be honest. They're the market so, leader, aren't they? Yeah? They are the market yeah, leader. by far. You know, and have been for, what, best part of 20
2: years? 20 years. So, here you go. That's a lot of money Nintendo could have made. Mm. Position which Sega was in at the time. Yep. Mm. So, let's see what Crazy. happens. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I
1: wonder if, you, if Sony, Microsoft and Nintendo all worked together on a mega console, would that actually be a good idea right now?
3: Imagine too many conflicts I think. Yeah. It yeah. would just be a, just a mess. <laughs> I'd, I'd, <laughs> I mean, I'd like two, to see this mess. If you get two like one company working with one company I think that can work. But like the, all of them together, no, I think there's, there's no, no sure reason idea, for them. Is there, you know,
2: to do that. tech from Sony, games yeah. from Sega, mm. actually would have worked. Very well, that's what I mean I at the time. The trouble is where you've got two completely merging cultures. So they both want to be responsible for software and hardware. Mm. Mm. It's not gonna. Happen.
0: I'm not. I, I'm not sure that it would have worked for long. But here's it could. Could have been. There could have been one great. console idea, that They worked on together. What
1: crazy idea that may, maybe could have made it work? Go on. A fifty-fifty split on all profits.
0: Long, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> long. Ever the optimist, Let's buddy. take the element of greed out of <laughs> business. They could have just created a new Let's...
3: company between them and just said, right... What could you know, they call it? Sony and, and Sega? Then, be and like, Soga. Split the profits. So- Soga. Soga. It'd, it'd, it'd have been harder to split the profits between two companies separate if they just made, like, you know, Soga. Yeah, Soga. Soga. If it wasn't with Nintendo, nin- Ninni... <laughs>
2: <Ninny>. <laughs> Sogo versus oh, Nini. I found that follier than I should have. Nintendo,
3: you know Sinten- Sontendo. Yeah,
0: it could have worked, right? Yeah. <laughs> so there was that, that fell through, um, for better or worse. It's for better for Sony in the end. Mm. But, um and obviously in early ninety four, Sega were developing an add on for the Mega Drive mm-hmm. slash Genesis. Mm-hmm. Which was Mega CD? No, Slash Thirty Two X. That's the one. The Sega Thirty Two
3: X. The or Mega CD. Had the Tower of one. Power, as it's called, is it? Tower of Power. Only if you put them all together. I think if you put the, the Mega Drive on top of the Mega CD, <laughs> and then put the Thirty Two X on the and top, and then if you put a Game Genie, and then you put a
0: Game Genie, and then you put Sonic and Knuckles, and then you and put, then put the Master Sonic System
1: Converter and and as well.
0: Thing,
2: oh know? yeah. So hold on, what are, what are we playing? Are we playing a Mega Drive or are we playing Jenga?
0: We're playing Jenga with the Sega consoles. Yeah. So if you Mega CD, Mega Drive. 32X, Master System... Con- ah, but then you could put uh, a Game Genie in, but... Yeah,
3: you could put the Master System control um, <laughs> control thing on top of the Game Genie. It'd be wobbly. That'd be well be wobbly. wobbly. You you'd need some kind of support. Yeah, but when you turned it all on, it would short out the whole street. It would explode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd, you'd have free power supplies, because they all had... E- they, they, they do, yeah, they, yeah. Still, all three, yeah. all
1: three in the same house? What the, the house is like, what the hell is this? <laughs> a bit but like, this guy's mining Bitcoin, surely. <laughs> <laughs> He's mining.
0: Yeah. So, 32X, which Sega were hoping was going to be a less expensive entry into the 32-bit era. Um, oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag um, stopgap. <laughs> I mean, this <laughs> was... Hashtag Calibri. It was oh. widely supported by Sega of America and its employees at the time. Mm. Um, and... Uh, they were worried that the Saturn might not be available until after 1994 because um, it was in development. Obviously, in 94, it came out in late 94, um, and they were worried that the recently released Atari Jaguar would, re- would reduce Sega's hardware sales. Mm. Yeah. So could have done. it really could have done. So they they sort of not rushed, but were told to have the 32X ready for the end of 94. Um, it wasn't going to be compatible with the Saturn, sadly. Um, But, you know, it was going to play Mega Drive or Genesis games and it had the same system architecture as the Saturn, Mm -hmm. which is an interesting point. Yes. Considering one runs on CDs and the other one... Cartridge-based. Mankey cartridges. Mankey cartridges. (laughs) Um, And, uh, yeah, the idea was that both of the uh, platforms would be available at the same time. And for people that couldn't afford the more expensive Saturn they could play similar quality games on the 32x
1: <laughs> too many fingers too many pies
0: that was the plan um according to the sega of america um this is the r&d development head joe miller the 32x helped development teams familiarize themselves with the architecture used in the saturn um they shared many of the same parts and they were going to le- launch at the same time but because of this um Tensions arose between Sega of America and Sega of Japan. Who would have fooled it? <sighs> <sighs> um, yeah, because J- Sega of Japan wanted to give priority to the Saturn. And Sega of America had put a lot of work into getting the 32X ready to go. Um, but this is this is the big thing and another reason. Well, it's one of the main reasons the 32X failed, but it probably had knock-on to the Saturn as well. Why would anyone have bought the 32X knowing full well that the Saturn was literally months away? It's just that you
2: wouldn't and it didn't. No mean, one's up, no one has one. <laughs> to to yes, yeah. to, to some extent, though. You know, if you think about the end customer, you can't afford a Saturn because it was a lot of money when it came out, right? Four hundred quid, if I remember. It, it was four hundred quid, four hundred dollars in America. And yeah. Not everyone had that amount of money, yeah. so if you wanted an upgrade and you couldn't afford it, then the thirty-two. And, and you already had, it, had a Mega Drive, a similar kind of gaming system. Mm. I'm not going to say it was the same. No, we, I guess yeah.
0: If you bought it for that reason you know I think you'd have a fair case
2: for sort of oh, about know, mis-selling because I would, th- yeah I mean I would kind of say though that it does feel like a cluttered kind of marketplace if you like like they've got yeah. too many things going on and they should have focused
1: but, but lack of focus so you could call yeah. it a segregated, not a saturated
0: market Segregated market yeah. Um
1: I was thinking also if you're a massive Knuckles fan you might buy it for the Chaotix for game, Knuckles
0: Chaotics, yeah
1: is there any big Knuckles fans out there Hello. <laughs> Speak up lo- at the back.
0: still loves knuckles. Did you say boo
2: or boo earns? <laughs> <laughs> I am, um, I, you know. Yeah, There's one. You love knuckles. <laughs> I, I, a car boots. sale a very long time ago. I picked up a uh, Mega Drive and um, along with it came a a lot of 32x games really but not a 32x so I love it <laughs> i've got the instruction booklet for a 32x but nice. not the 32x the games are worth a pretty pilly. Pilly. Yeah. yeah but you know what there's about 5 different golf games they're just golf games so, I mean,
0: this is just off the top of my head, but I think there were 39 games released for the 32X. Oh, they should
3: have stopped 30 32. Them. Yeah, 30 of
2: them were golf games, yeah. and you've got nine. <laughs> got I've a got a lot of 32X <laughs> golf games. <Yeah. laughs> if was looking to buy them, they're no use to me.
0: But yeah, I mean, that they'll be worth something. People do collect for it, which I find strange, but, I mean, it is rare. Yeah. Golf 32X golf collector, 32X. come on down. <laughs> come on down. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, silly question really but do you think this conflict this constant conflict between japan and america helped helped or hindered the saturn's chances when it came out there's a bear poop in the woods yeah (laughs) it's a stupid (laughs) question but i just find it unbelievable for a company as big and successful at the time as sega with too many subsidiaries obviously pulling and pushing yeah
3: it just didn't if you had one centralized company pulling the strings mm. there's a lot of let you know less red tape You've got Sega Japan, mm. they're completely different markets. I mean, you know, Japanese consumers want different things yeah. to Western consumers.
1: Yeah. But Western, Dylan, I a mean, centralized business is not as creative.
3: Oh, thank, thanks thanks, business teacher Adrian <laughs> Business <laughs> lessons from Adrian H&M And right.
1: a decentralized business can lead to
0: more motivation mm. for staff. Oh. But they need a good leader. can also lead to disagreements between different parts of the organization. Yes, it can. <laughs> you had conflicting I'm, CEOs, which mm, are great.
2: I'm reminded of uh, a kind of weird lecture I had when I was at university once. And it was uh, given by someone in the army. And basically it was about survival. And you were trapped on a, I don't know, a life raft somewhere or something. Mm. And you had to choose items. That you wanted to to survive with. Okay. And basically there was no right or wrong answer. Yeah. But the items that you chose should all have aligned with each other. So you're you know, you're either planning to be rescued or you're planning to Mm. row somewhere or something like that.
3: Did they choose did they choose a Mega Drive, 32X? 32X, 32X, uh, Mega C D Game (laughs) Genie.
2: But I think, I think basically the point of this lecture was you need to know what you're aiming for and move towards it. You can't have this half-assed approach. Mm-hmm. You can't think, oh, you know, I'm going to get a flare and uh, or mm. you, you need to, you know, go one way or the other. And I that's, think that's what's happened here. Uh, that's why I think it.
0: that the whole 32X Saturn thing kind of muddied the waters a bit as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I think what happened was Sega of Japan... Set up Sega of America and they kind of gave them their heads to just go for it, and that's what they did. And they mm-hmm. made the Genesis a huge success in America. Um, and so, by the time of the 32X and the Saturn, they kind of had this success and were sort of bold enough to take on the head office. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just this is our office in America, mm-hmm. but Japan makes all the decisions. It was very much yeah. kind of like butting heads They earned, and, they earned the respect then. Yeah. To do Yeah. But know. in the end it sort of it don't think it helped them going forwards. Mm. Um so moving forward, skipping past the thirty two X, it wasn't a great success. But it's not what we're here to talk about. Um Sega launched the Japan in Sat the Japan am gonna edit that bit up. <laughs> Sega released the Saturn in Japan uh, on November twenty second, nineteen ninety four. Um and the launch went really well. Um, it was launched at a price of forty four thousand eight hundred yen. If anyone wants to translate that into nineteen ninety four pounds, feel what free. What is that? Anyone? I don't, oh, know. I don't know. I think it's about a hundred yen <laughs> to know. a pound.
3: When I went to Japan, so. uh, it Assuming.
0: was probably roughly the same as everywhere else. Yeah, it was probably 400 around four hundred pounds. Um, Virtual Fighter was sold. Uh, uh, Virtual Fighter was sold separately. It wasn't bundled in, but it oh. sold at a nearly one to one ratio with the Saturn at launch because it was it was massive. <laughs> it was yeah. massive in Japan. Virtual Fighter,
2: and it was a very good game.
0: It was a very good game, um, and it was crucial to sort of the Saturn's early success in Japan. They were hoping to launch it with Clockwork Knight and Panzer Dragoon, um, but they weren't ready in time. Oh no! So, uh, but Virtual Fighter was so huge at the time in Japan mm-hmm. that people just wanted to play it at home. So that was enough. Um, and uh, yeah, Sega's initial shipment of two hundred thousand Saturn units sold out on the first day.
3: Nice, we like, like that.
0: Good start. It's, it's good, good start, it's it's a good, good start. start. Um, they waited until the December the 3rd launch of the PlayStation to ship more, um, and when they were both sold, by, sold side by side in Japan, the Saturn proved to be more popular. Mm. So uh, by the end of 1994 they'd sold ho- uh, half a million units in Japan compared to only 300,000 PlayStations. Mm-hmm. Yep. About and within the following six months, sales exceeded a million. Well wow. mm. so, and, and this is something again, we'll probably look at in future with the Dreamcast. The initial sales were really good mm-hmm. um but yeah it's continued it, support for conti- consoles yeah it wasn't um it wasn't really off. a taste of things to come mm-hmm. it was the u.s launch that hurt the sound oh, no. yes do we know about this yeah because tom said about it as well actually. yeah i mean it's quite a famous story now mm-hmm. um but i'll explain it now um so it was march 1995 um Tom Kalinski announced that the Saturn would be released in the U.S. on Saturday. I like that. Saturday. Saturn Day. They it's did like Saturn Tuesday. Day. Yeah. It was a big success. Sega like that, um, which was Saturday, September the second, nineteen ninety-five. Um, however, Sega of Japan mandated that they would launch it early to give the Saturn an advantage over the PlayStation. So, at the very first E3, which um, does anyone know what E3, what the actual name Electronic E3 is three. I don't know. Electronic, Electronic Entertainment Expo. Oh, okay. so three E's. But ah. oh. um, it was the very first one. So it was Los Angeles in 1995. So it was May the 11th, 1995, and Kalinsky gave a presentation um, about the Saturn, which he revealed the release price of 399 US dollars um, including a copy of Virtua Fighter. So in America, it was going to come bundle with the game nice. and described all the features of the console. And then at the end of the speech, he revealed that the console was available that day Whoa Whoa Like Saturn day is here Whoa. Now Everyone was expecting it to be in September So it's still months away It's available Surpri- It's now. T- available today That's In a way Sounds like a very powerful
1: Message And it could be very Could, could be have very, Could have been very successful
0: Um and due to high customer demand, that was the re- that was the reason they gave publicly for bringing it forward. Um, they'd already shipped 30,000 Saturns to Toys R Us, Babbage's, Electronics Boutique and Software, etc.
2: for immediate release. And that doesn't sound like enough? No. Well, it sounds like maybe they should have had more on back order.
0: Well, there's that. Um, I'll come on to it in a minute. But there wasn't many games available either. Um, the problem with this was they didn't tell anyone. Nope. Um, and so it upset a lot of big retailers in America mm-hmm. um, who weren't informed of the surprise release, mm. um, including like two of the most famous that even we have heard of over here: Best Buy, Best Buy, Walmart, yeah, Walmart. Um, Another one called KB Toys. Okay. They responded by refusing to sell Sega stuff ever again. So wow. hold
2: on, I've just, um, I've just said you can buy it today, but you can't actually buy it because it's not in any shop. There's, There's the only toys thirty thousand.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you go to Toys R Us and was it Babbage's, Babbage's. Uh, Electronics Boutique, so you shops. might be lucky. Yeah, no, they've. Could but you imagine even then thirty thousand to go around the whole of the US? Like, can you imagine if enough. you
1: didn't see the speech, you just walk around Toys R Us today, like, what on earth is this
0: well, You would, you would not believe it. You'd be like, oh, it's an empty. You know, like now, you'd be like, oh, mm. it's an empty pre-order box thing. Well, if you went like, to, to Toys R Us now, it would be empty wouldn't it (laughs) that's (laughs) true that is true Um, oh
2: let's not joke about that and yeah and
0: sorry again sega of america against their better judgment had been kind of bullied into it by sega of japan um and this was after sega spending the previous sort of five or six years um trying to win over retailers in america because before that nintendo famous lovers of money um they tried to keep other games competitors out of the market well they tried to get stops to only stock Nintendo mm. um, and so Sega in America had spent a long time getting all yeah. these retailers on board yeah when
1: I spoke to, sorry Keith when I spoke yeah, to on. Al
0: Nilsson mm. he
1: made that really clear actually because he had a massive background working I think he worked in Mattel and so forth Yeah, and he basically said it was all about the retailers getting the retailers on board making on board. sure they're always up to date and exactly. getting the shipments on time and I think but by the time he left, he had a 60% market share of consoles in America. That's it. Yeah, that's what I was saying before. That's they, incredible. And you're right, he such a great made job. a huge point that the retailers were
0: king. Yeah, were king and so it. and so, what you've got is they've given preference, or it was viewed as preferential treatments, Toys R Us, Electronics Boutique, mm-hmm. etc. And obviously it put various others, like Best Buy Walmart, put their noses out of joint, not happy with Sega. And like I say, KB Toys refused to even stock their products once they did come out. So. K- he-
3: Keith Barlow toys. Keith, oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, Keith. I refuse to stock Sega. That doesn't <laughs> sound like me. I wouldn't do that. Um, and uh, again, famously, at the same E3, um, after, so this was after the Saturn one, oh, um, no. Sony unveiled the retail price for the PlayStation. Oh, um, and uh, Yeah, it was uh, very, very famous, this one. Sony Computer Entertainment America president Steve Race took to the stage, picked up the microphone, said $2.99 put the microphone down and walked away. That's and a And everyone cheered and clapped. Basically dropped the mic. Dropped the Ooh. mic. 299. That's it. Look it up on, on uh, YouTube. 299.
3: Less That's is it. more.
0: 100 pounds. Bang. Less is
1: more.
3: Mm.
0: Literally less money and less
1: speech. But,
0: but, I'm waving the microphone around. Slight tangent. That's very, very misleading. Saturn was 399 pounds with a controller. It was capable of saving your game and it came with a game playstation was 299 pounds it came with a controller but no
3: games, no, no game. Cards. So
0: let's call it fifty dollars for a game. Mm-hmm. Call it twenty-five dollars for a memory card. It's actually, and you're looking at 300, 20, uh, 375 dollars. I still like this guy. This is, I know.
2: But but this is why his speech worked. If he had a, yeah. Well, it's two ninety-nine. But, but, they, but yeah. there's no game. Yeah. There's no, there's no memory <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> card. You have to again. buy the power pack yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah but it's, it's all, not, again not though. It so, computer was computers. cleverly
0: done. It's all about perception. It's all about marketing, as you guys know. It is. Who's going to
2: rush out to buy a Saturn? A hundred dollars difference when a PlayStation is going to come out oh, soon because so, Sega
1: was so good at marketing
3: up to that, up point, to that point, they were the
0: kings. They were they were just banking on the fact that people would be like, Oh, I can buy it today, mm. but it didn't really work in the oh, long run. People
3: were like, Oh, I can save a hundred bucks, I'll just wait for the PlayStation yeah. thing.
0: And um, the, the story over here in Europe and the UK is kind of less documented, but um, the release in Europe came before. The previously announced North American date, so mm. it came out early in Europe as well before Saturn Day. So we got it on uh, the eighth of July, nineteen ninety-five. Was that a Saturday as well? Don't know. Check your calendar. <laughs> it
2: actually July- happened on the original Saturn Day because it doesn't sound like it was day. released anywhere. The Saturn Day was. No, I don't know. Maybe there field. were
0: some people that missed it and they were like, "Can I buy a Saturn?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah, it's been out for months." We stopped selling them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we stopped <laughs> selling them. Um, yeah, so we got it in July, ninety-five, three um, hundred ninety-nine pounds. Uh, problem being, uh, European retailers and press hadn't had any time to promote the system nope. or any of its games. Again, it harmed sales. You know, retailers weren't ready for it. You know, these things are planned, you know. They're planned for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Um And these are sort of where the numbers get kind of damning. After the PlayStation's European launch on September the 29th, so, you know, a few months later, mm. it had already outsold the Saturn by a factor of three in the United Kingdom. Ouch where it was reported that Sony allocated 20... I mean, we, we remember the TV adverts, the press stuff. Mm. Um, Sony allocated 20 million to market the system in the UK, compared to Sega's 4 million. Oh, man. Uh, No, so... Um,
2: comes back to the money. Yep, That's right, so the money. it does. Um, would you like the next
0: reason why it failed? Would I'm, you? I'm, I'm would scared you? to ask. It's depressing, isn't it? Um, because of the early launch... So, let's this, this think, in America, it came out in... March PlayStation wasn't coming until September. There was only six games um, available for the Saturn at launch, and they were all Sega published games Mm. because all the third party games were working to a launch date of September. Mm -hmm. So there were obviously no, exactly. So there were obviously games in development from third party developers, Mm -hmm. they weren't ready. Those Sega games, which ones were they? Oh, I'll tell you now. Um, but it's, it's one thing to surprise the public but to surprise your suppliers and people making the games to your system. Mm.
2: Yeah. Anyway. So they've su- surprised suppliers yeah. and distributors. So it almost sounds just, like they're playing upsetting
1: a game. all
0: the wrong people. Yeah.
1: Um, How can they ruin a console as quick as
0: possible? Yeah. Oh, I know. They I mean, would
2: not do well in blockchain. Let's uh, put it that way. No, they would not. Yeah, I totally know what you're talking about. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> so
0: combining, so you've got Virtua Fighter as one of the launch games. Awesome arcade game. I did really like it. Yeah, it's, it's classic. But it wasn't as big in the West as it was in Japan. No. It was much more popular in Japan. So that combined with a release schedule of... Two games between the launch and September nineteen ninety five oh, prevented no. Sega from really capping. So you've, it, the console's out early, but you've got no games to support. It. Two in fact, games and like how many months? I, I think know. I remember going well, into the launch uh, titles after the launch titles. I think I remember yeah.
2: going into HM No Virgin Megastore mm. in Gordon, and um, basically there were no games on the shelves. I yeah. remember this because I remember really wanting one. and you looking know, at yeah. it yeah. as there a was console no in the box, choice. but where were the games? Yeah. yeah. But That's this,
3: how I felt when the, um, the Switch first came out. I'm like, where's the games? They're like, Oh, there was like, you know. Oh, look, there's one. Zelda.
1: And there's one. more Zelda. Zelda. Yeah. Oh,
0: there's Zelda.
3: There's Zelda. Oh, my Zelda. <laughs> there's lots of
0: copies <laughs> of Zelda. Give, me, give me
1: Zelda. <laughs> um,
0: So, yeah. So, between the launch of six games and the, the original launch date of September, there was only two more games scheduled to be released. Um, so, the other launch titles, apart from Virtual Fighter, were Clockwork Night. Yeah. No, we like that. It's a good game. I like it. Panzer Dragoon. Yeah. another good game yeah. another one more popular maybe in Japan than in the mm-hmm. West worldwide soccer Sega international victory goal yeah that's not bad we just classic arcade it's alright Pebble Beach Golf Links
1: oh that's yeah. look at Kev. Kev calm Kev. down Kev
0: golf Kev, game. Loves well, game. Yeah.
1: Kev loves
3: a golf game
0: um, and what was the other one
3: uh, uh, what have we not mentioned Sega Rally Sega. I was going to say Sega no. Rally oh, no don't. there you go yeah. yeah and of course
0: Daytona USA go away so that was that was the launch of lineup course. obviously all sega published games i mean there's nothing that really jumps out no and they were all but like like the, the arcade ones were just straight arcade ports weren't there there so wasn't anything
3: to actually yeah make i mean them. you've got
0: a straight arcade port of Virtua fighter and daytona you've got uh yeah i'll just call it international victory goal because the long <laughs> title is too long um a golf game and so, apart from that, the only sort of interest in different games, if you weren't up, you know, into the arcade stuff, were Clockwork Knight and Panzer Clockwork Knight um, is just standard platformer. It's a good platformer. It's a nice looking standard. two and a half D. You know, two and a half D of, it's, So it still looks quite nice now compared yeah. to some of the ugly three yeah. D platforms at the mm. time. But that, but that was it. That but was your choice. Don't
1: you find it a bit weird that for a launch console for Sega, that they weren't making a Sonic game? Surely that should be the first thing.
0: You're reading over my shoulder now, apparently. I'm not. People this stop, is weird.
1: People stop usurping
3: Keith.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Kev got on it earlier, and now that is exactly my next point. So, I did the Tom Kalinsky thing. I think we just can all just see <laughs> yeah. into your mind.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: so, yeah, one of the other main reasons that people think... The Saturn. Fare, there was no proper Sonic game. I can't believe they didn't have a Sonic game. At no, pro- of course, we've got written down no proper Sonic game in bold with capital letters and exclamation marks. Damn well, right. if you're going to
2: make it easy to read, Keith. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. true.
0: Um, so yeah, Sonic was Sega's mascot, and he was a reason. He was probably the main reason, especially in North America, that for their popularity and success. Yeah. Um, now there were they were developing a game for mm. the Saturn, a bespoke uh, 3D platform Sonic game. Um, called Sonic Extreme. Oh, I love that. Oh, with the X. X. With the X. Oh, but I... yeah, no E. Just the Extreme. Um, but it was cancelled. Um, they spent a lot of time working on it. Um, but in the end, uh, Eugene. What Apple's was it like?
3: Like a like a Sonic Adventure type thing.
0: <sighs> sort of, kind of, and it had like a. You can, there are sort of clips of uh, bits on YouTube if you look for it. It was kind of made through this like fish eye lens as well. The view of it. The bits I've seen, it reminds me of. Do you remember the uh, special stage in the original Sonic?
3: Yeah, the um, mm. the weird rolling round the uh, yeah, the it kind of thing. reminded me of that. Oh, Um
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it, it was it was cancelled, and so all we got in the end was Sonic R, which mm. is a kind of poor racing game yeah, featuring Sonic and Chums. It, Chums. Yep, it does have a great soundtrack. Super oh. cheesy nineties. Super Sonic Racing. Um, and yeah. uh, Sonic Jam, which was just a compilation of all the sixteen-bit Sonic games, <laughs> which I suppose if you didn't have a Mega CD, it was a cool way to play Sonic CD at the time.
3: Why didn't they? Why didn't they make that available at launch? You know, stick stick the Sonic Jam. Maybe at because launch.
0: people would have gone, "What the hell."
3: Why yeah, we, I've just sold
0: my Mega Drive to buy a Saturn and yeah. you've given you me never all these more one disk the yeah, I'm, I'm with Keith they needed a new game yeah. a new Sonic game and the other one was Sonic 3D Blast but there was a version of that on the Mega Drive yeah. Yeah. they should have um, just
3: done a good 2.5D Sonic and it would have sold well
0: they could have done a 2.5D if this again was it's the push to, to 3D and what I wanted to ask you guys was do you think what difference would having a new 3D Sonic platform game have made for like for the, helping the Saturn's chances considering Ugh, was Sonic anything, was the reason a lot of people bought a Mega Drive or if, Genesis.
3: If it was anything like Sonic Heroes it would not have gone well or Shadow
1: the Hedgehog yeah. it would not have gone well. No but you say that Dylan but it probably would have been reviewed pretty well because it would have been new at the time in your mm-hmm. face bold even if it didn't age very well I reckon. Have you played Shadow the Hedgehog? No. <laughs> <laughs> by by that time, 3D yeah. platforms were everywhere. This would be yeah. quite new
0: for the time. Well, this is it. I, that, you I, know,
2: I think a lot of it comes down to branding because Sega mm. branding is Sonic, Nintendo branding is Mario. character. Mm-hmm. but an, then to a, have attached your new console, is, you know,
0: and not have like a. Yeah. I mean, look because imagine, think of how um, Mario sixty four blew people away when the N sixty four came out. Yeah. You know, Sonic could have got in there first.
1: But
3: Sonic sixty
0: four. <laughs> it's okay. a different console you know they could have done it yep. they could have done a, a reasonably good looking 3d sonic platformer that could have with that kind of open world aspect they could have done something like mario sonic adventure, has. But
3: sooner than they actually did sonic yeah. adventure i think sonic adventure kind of missed the boat you know and they, they could their... they could
0: have blown people away in the same way that mario 64 did but they and didn't i said
3: sonic adventure one more time cuz i haven't i've not sonic said adventure it
1: sonic adventure <laughs>
0: Um, but if nothing else, it surely would have sold more consoles, mm-hmm. just like the Mega Drive yeah. Yeah, did. Yeah,
1: if that was a packing game as well, yeah. launch title. Oh my god, they would have yeah. sold bucket loads. Yeah. Do you know what? I know it's, you mentioned the Switch earlier. There's no games, and this this stat I hopefully is correct. Super Bom- Bomberman came out at the same time. Was that was a launch title? And apparently, it's the fastest selling ever Bomberman game, purely because it came out. And There's so few games, so it just shows mm. you mm. If there's not much choice, but there's still half decent games.
0: People got to just get
1: them exactly. Yeah. So yeah. it would have forced you, you would it's have picked right. up virtual fighter on the side as well, wouldn't you?
0: Well, this is it. you know, you've got to look at your different oh, markets. You've got your virtual fighter, <laughs> you've got your Sonic game, <laughs> you've got, you you your, got your Daytona. Daytona. Exactly. I would
3: uh, take me money, you've got your Pebble Beach Come Golf me your main Links. And you've
0: got, you got to judge your market as well. In Japan, virtual fighter it was proven by yeah. right the launch, virtual yeah, fighter yeah. was absolutely the right choice. Mm. Yeah, um, in North America if they'd had that Sonic game oh. because that was, it, was, it was Tom Kalinsky wasn't it who yes. persuaded them to bundle I love the original Sonic with the Mega Drive love Tom. originally He's it was made, Altered Beast he made some awesome decisions up he until said, then
3: it started going yeah. but I think, I think obviously a lot of his team kind of went their own yeah. way didn't they before during the Saturn days and he was kind of like the captain of a sinking yeah. ship a little bit
0: but that, that's the thing and I just think it would have made such a difference mm. and, but if nothing else it would have it helped sell more of the Saturn yep I think so oh well Shame, so, poor Sonic. Someone
3: um, do a homebrew Sonic game on the Saturn. If you're listening, do it, do it, do it. Getting into my homebrew lately. <laughs> oh yeah, Kev, do it. That's, that's a completely different type of homebrew that,
0: that, that <laughs> Kev's talking about. Equally enjoyable though. <laughs> do a Sonic one. Do yeah. a special Sonic brew. Sonic, Sonic brew. Yeah. Yeah, brew. tastes yeah. like hedgehogs. <laughs> <laughs> Hedgehog brews. Okay, now what's what's the other um, famous reason that people often give for why the Saturn library possibly wasn't as good? Uh too difficult
3: to develop on
0: too hard to program for too
3: difficult to balance all the chips
0: yeah and
3: the thing about being able to do the 2d and the 3d thing didn't really work well in the construct did it and i think i've told you about this the other day i've forgotten what channel that so youtube channel just takes apart oh um, yeah did, electronic yeah. devices and he was completely baffled by the Saturn. i mean this guy obviously knows his stuff he knows mm. electronics inside and out Talk apart the Saturn and he's like putting question marks on all these chips because he has <laughs> what no is this? idea. What does this it's do? <laughs> like It's like these two chips need this chip to operate so they can't and then I think there's like two sets of chips in it that need mm. their own chip to manage them. I mean, you know, it did, have a, it did have a development kit there, didn't it? The Saturn. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't like the Jaguar that just didn't have a development kit. No, I'm sure it but did I think the Saturn did have one. It wasn't as easy. It wasn't like the PlayStation yeah. dev kit where PlayStation said, right, this is how you program it. This is how you make everything work on it. Now go, yeah. and that's another reason why the PlayStation usurped it because it was just easier for developers to crack on with because Sony did all the hard work for you know hard work for them, mm. whereas Sega and Atari just didn't, didn't. They
2: sad times, sad times, mate. You know, things you have just got to make it simple. You know, Sony don't have to over-engineer it and restrict it because you don't want it to be too restricted. Mm-hmm. Also. But you need it to be accessible to those programmers. Mm -hmm. And if it's not accessible, if it's overly complex structure, it's not going to work. Well,
0: you go. Let's get a little bit technical. So, this, a lot of this goes over my head, but just a little bit. So, it had eight processors. (laughs) So, for the time, the Saturn, it was technically impressive hardware.
3: Wasn't one of them the old Motorola 68? Zero well, zero that's, that's zero the, the one the from the Mega Drive, Mega
0: Drive and many other and things. And Master System yeah, and, and everything else. Stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, um, so it was impressive hardware for the time. Mm. Um, but because it was so complex, it made it difficult for developers to maximize its power. Mm. So they could develop for it, but they couldn't maybe get the most out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so here we go. The great list of this is, obviously, I pulled this off the internet. I have no idea what this means. But you might. The greatest disadvantage was that both CPUs shared the same bus. Oh yeah, and were unable to access system memory at the same time. That's
3: it. Yeah, they, you need a bus per per, per CPU. Chip, yeah, per yeah. Because in see, like why PCs, PCs, so why didn't they add one? PCs, you never they never share buses in PCs, do they? Like no, every so. every every CPU has its own.
2: Yeah, I see. Now, own. that I makes think, more
0: sense to me. Now there you go.
2: I think the thing is, even now, okay, you know, programming for multi-core processors is still a lot harder than it is for single-core. Yeah, so if the Sony was running off a single core maybe or, or something more uniform, yeah, yeah, then it's going to be easier if you're trying to do it with eight cores then you can Well, struggle. exactly. Yeah, at that time, you know.
3: And that's ridiculous because if obviously if it just has the one bus, only one can be working at a time, which is ludicrous. It's ludicrous because yeah. they'd have to alter, alternate and it doesn't mean that how quick you get that alternate,
1: it will never be like smooth, will it? It reminds me a bit when trains are cancelled and you've got to get a bus home. <laughs> And he you not know, wants a crowded bus. That's you, got so it to work true. Together. Yeah.
2: You don't have to wait for the next bus to come. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like two trains cannot operate on the same track, right? Yeah. So, so yeah. Buses. Do you want to go into how they actually alternated?
0: Uh, well, not really. Although. In terms of how some of the games worked, I think it
3: needed a chip to manage the two, so they didn't probably didn't use the bus no, at I didn't, the same I
1: time. That far into it, but so on your crowded bus journey home, you go to the chip shop and it's all a bit rubbish chips. That yeah. was happening.
0: <laughs> yeah, Busses <Is it> and <laughs> chips. Too many chips at the chip shop, or too much vinegar and only one bus. Too, too much. Th- a dash of vinegar is nice. I'm sorry, lad, much, this too is too
2: all a bit too much for me to process. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey.
0: Um, so, example: Virtua Fighter used one CPU for each character during a fight. Or in nights into dreams, use one CPU for the 3D environments and the other for 2G, ob- 2, 2G? 2D objects. That's the thing, isn't it? That's why it couldn't do true 3D. The two, yeah. So I mean, it, 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 it was it, the Saturn was obviously known for being like 2D powerhouse. Let's be honest. But though, it uh, struggled to do true 3D compared to the
2: PlayStation and the N64. Did have the full power behind? Let's the be 3D. honest, they were onto something here. You know, um, in that that is the way forward. You know, multi-core processors. Mm. Different processes handling different yeah. things.
3: Yeah, yeah. You know. Sharing the um, same bus too. That just, that, but that just a little no bit sense. early.
2: Mm.
0: So, bit yeah. too complex, bit too ahead of its time, maybe in some mm. ways. And, and so it ended up with developers not being able to get the maximum out of it. Exactly. Right. And yeah. in a
2: competitive marketplace, slowed it down, killed it. Yeah.
0: So hold on. So if
3: in Virtual Fighter, so you had two characters on the screen, mm. one CPU carried. How Please did, don't question
0: how'd... me on this. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't
3: know like one for each character how would they i don't know it must have they must have alternated at like obviously a speed that you can't well you can measure but obviously you can't it's
1: maybe in virtual fighter you could you're invisible half the time maybe that's the secret magical powers you've got
0: maybe (laughs) obviously if you pause it (laughs) you can see both of them yeah you you can i don't know i'm so confused it's it's see it's complicated see complicated that's the problem (laughs) okay
3: but the Jaguar did the same thing
1: with the, yeah, the they had two thirty-two. Oh, oh, Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry. I remember that. Along, I remember they? that. <laughs> Developing on the Jaguar was really difficult. Getting the Tom and Jerry to work together yeah. is the same problem. <laughs> they should have made a Tom and Jerry game, shouldn't they, on the Jaguar? God, yeah.
2: Hey, getting Sony and Sega to work together
1: didn't
3: work. Oh, my God, well, Yeah, so. Good point. They wouldn't have got this on the same bus. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> now, there were... Uh, reason number 246 why the Saturn failed. A lot of great games were released in Japan that never received a Western release, as you've been showing us for the last year. Yes, reasons for this are unclear, but now we've been putting a lot of laying a lot of the blame at Sega of Japan's door so far. Yeah, Sega of America apparently insisted that consumers at the time only wanted three D from Ugh. their games.
3: This is where Sega of America started to obviously. You yeah. Know, Lose their magic touch. Sega of Japan have been shit in the bed. Yeah. previously, but now it's Sega of
2: America's time to shit the bed. So if you, there you
3: I swore, I swore a few, a few times for you, kids. So it it, j- yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said, so it. designed a console to handle 2D, which well, they don't want 2D games. but <laughs> well, this
0: is it again. That conflict of interest. If again, it may be like with the PlayStation. If they built the Saturn from the ground up to just do 3D, it might have been better at it. Mm. Yeah. But. I mean, I'm glad they didn't because a lot of the best games on it are 2D. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, these games in Japan, when you talk about now, these games that we've all, you've heard of, mm. like Radiant Silver Gun, it always comes up. It wasn't released in, in the West. Crazy. Um, it was made by Treasure, who had a fantastic reputation for mm. Gunstar Heroes. Yeah. Um, then you've got get Hideo Kojima's Police Nauts, which is a follow-up to Snatcher on the Mega CD which people also love, but again, not many people played because the Mega CD didn't do too well. Um That only came out in Japan. Shocking. You can't play it in English. There is a fan translation of it now, sort of 25 years later. There's nothing
3: about um, um, about um hindsight, is that if Hideo Kojima is doing something that you can put on your console... P- put, put it on your console. Put, put it on the yeah. console.
0: Um, You know, uh, metal, there's a version of Metal Slug. It's pretty much arcade perfect. Pretty much as good as in the original Oh my version. god. On that the Saturn, sounds awesome. Japan only. Um... The King of Fighters games. A lot of the Neo Geo stuff mm. was converted to the Saturn, but that we didn't crazy. get it.
1: Perfect. That is a perfect concept for Neo Geo. Exactly. Go, isn't
0: it? It, you can have like cut price Neo exactly. Geo games on a Saturn. Come on. Um, and you know, there's like a whole host of t- 2D fighters and shoot 'em ups. The arcade perfect ports of Outrun. Yep. And Power Drift, Drift. which you guys have played and seen on mine. <laughs> can we
1: say that with all four of us saying that? Yeah, got 2, Three, see. two, one. Power, Power Drift.
0: <laughs> um, never made it to Power Territories. there's a a sega ages um game on the saturn which came out over here which has got afterburner outrun and something else on it but it's a really horrible version of outrun is it really horrible it's not a ferrari it's this weird blocky red car it's just not it's not right why did they they do this but again we, we never got those you know, we got. We would to have like point. to see that. <laughs> I guess they look at the going. Well, this is the, uh, outrun and Power Drift. They're not the latest and greatest games in the arcade. People don't want to play these. They want to play Daytona. See, now it's like you know,
3: obviously with digital downloads, th- yeah. these problems don't exist. You can just oh, let's make it. You know, make just buying it on there and bung make it, it available. But in those days, it would have been like the logistics of it. So You're looking at okay, you know, disc prices, box box prices, retailers. Mm. Is yeah. it going to make? You the know, amount of RAM? Is as well it worth? So. Yeah, yeah. Is it worth the risk? And a lot of, you know, Radiant Silver Gun and stuff might not have mm. looked on paper as stuff that, you know, would, would have appealed to Western
0: western audiences. I can't really. I want to blame them
3: for all of this, but it's hard to. It's hard. I mean,
0: it's difficult as well because the games that they thought we didn't want to play. One of the things, one of the problems I remember when I had my Saturn was there didn't seem to be a big variety of stuff. mm yeah there was some i loved it i still there was some great arcade, and arcade and conversions platformers and but there just wasn't much of a variety and then you looked 3D, at what was on i'm going to come 3D. to this at, towards the end but what um you looked at what was on the playstation yeah and there was and such a variety of games
1: on the saturn there wasn't much well, I so,
0: uh, some some yeah um and sometimes they were superior on the saturn on occasion but the variety wasn't there um but yeah, the decisions to not release those games in, mm. in America and in Europe—it's just—it was another nail in the coffin, I guess. Um, so, as we kind of talked about, Tom, our friend Tom Kalinski, mm. um, in 1996, it was when he resigned as CEO of Sega. God, of America, he should have done it sooner. I think. And he was replaced by friend of Arcade Attack. Yep. Friend of Arcade Bernie Attack.
3: Bernie Stoller. We, we do like Bernie. Um,
0: do we know where Bernie had previously been an executive?
3: Yes, but like, it
0: escapes me now because he has told us. <laughs> Sony Computer Entertainment. Yeah, he yeah. So, you know, expertise. Oh, of course. Wasn't he behind... Yeah, because he was behind the PlayStation, was he? So he was involved. So, you know, he's... He, involved, he's yeah. Big cheese. Um, big cheese. Now, he wasn't supportive of the Saturn, mainly because he believed that the hardware was poorly designed, um, Ooh, which had we kind of touched on.
2: Should have outsourced that to someone who knew about hardware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
0: and he kind of famously slash notoriously announced at e3 in 1997 that the saturn is not our future oh no now ooh, i think he's right i think he was right it, that's a bold move though dylan i'm sorry if think, he's right or not it's but. bold well i mean it's been said that these comments played a big part in killing off the saturn but i think in in defense of bernie mm. um his intention was to show that they were focusing on the upcoming dreamcast mm. and sort of trying to ensure a bright future for Sega who at the time were in turmoil you know they're they are losing money and they could have kept
3: this. flogging the saturn and still been a success the dreamcast
0: especially in america um they they screwed it up royally mm. um and you know he basically said he had it, it, he sort of defended those comments since because people do say, oh, you know, he helped to bury the Saturn in America yeah, before it's time. Yeah, you have to
3: think about the company as a whole. I yeah. You know, or you've got like Saturn aficionados that are like, yeah. Bernie, die. You it's
0: know? silly. I mean, it's if you silly. go back and look at it, um, he, did, he says he, he didn't have any interest in lying to people about Saturn's prospects, no. which is admirable, really. Um, and he continued to emphasise quality games for the system. Um, and he, he reflected in an interview um, that... Sega tried to wind down the Saturn as cleanly as they could for the consumer. Mm-hmm. You know, they tried to, you know, do it in a. It's not a long lifespan, though. Let's be honest, it's not. It is a short, it's short lifespan. Um, I he mean, was, you say
2: that they wind wind it down, um, gracefully. How do you do that? Stop doing. You just stuff. stop making. <laughs> stop games? Stop
0: selling stuff. Yeah, I don't know how yeah, why that's cleanly. That. I don't know. I mean, stop I, making
2: I, it. I don't understand that comment because surely the you know the right thing to do would be to give them some good titles and... You know, uh, yeah, I guess. But if
0: all bit. the money and development is going on the next console, this is it, it makes it, right? sense so to just stop making stuff rather than continuing to trickle out poor stuff so while the Dreamcasts.
2: Which is why I don't really understand that comment because how can you actually do
1: Maybe that? I can help. What's happening at Arsenal right now is similar. How do you wind down Arsenal-Wenger's reign <laughs> gracefully?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's the great mystery, isn't it? That's a, that's, that's a difficult question and yeah. one that Arsenal have struggled For but him to for win the, the Europa League and then walk away. That
1: would be the dream scenario, and we'll see if that happens. We'll save that for a football podcast (laughs) next (laughs) week. Never.
0: (laughs) Um, You know, but he he was fair. He was was quoted in 2009 as saying, I thought the Saturn was a mistake as far as hardware was concerned. The games were obviously terrific, but the hardware just wasn't there. And so it was 1998, like we said at the beginning, that Sega revealed that they were going to discontinue the Saturn in North America. Um, and they did that with the idea of preparing for the launch of the Dreamcast yeah. um in nineteen ninety eight only twelve games were released for the Saturn in north America twelve so only twelve wow yeah in the um, of the whole can, I, year. can I
2: ask a question uh what year did the dreamcast come out nineteen ninety eight yeah 1998. Same, okay, so same year came out same year yeah. came out before the Saturn was discontinued or
0: um, i'm not sure well, I don't, there's not sort of a specific date they stopped the okay. manufacture okay. of the Saturn, so yeah, in, in actuality,
2: that, you've got continuity you There's got a little bit of an just about
0: yeah it doesn't sound yeah. like a clean break does it mm-hmm. Um so yeah, the, the last North American release, you won't have heard of it. So I won't ask you if you did. It was a game called Magic Knight Ray Earth. Oh, I love that game. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm always playing Magic Knight. It's supposed Knight to be Ray good, Earth. actually. It's supposed to be a good RPG, but anyway. Um, and that, but if you compare that, so 12 games released for it in 98 in 19, in, in 1996, there was 119 oh. Saturn games released in North America. So a little bit, bit of, of a difference. <laughs> yes. Um, now rumors about the upcoming Dreamcast were, leaked to the public before the last saturn games were released um although the rumors were mainly spread by sega themselves
3: (laughs) good rumors yeah
0: um the dreamcast was released on november 27th 1998 in japan and september the night actually it was a full year sorry it was 1998 in japan didn't come out till september 99 in north america um so there probably was a gap there
2: so there's a period where there's there's no active console no active sega console
0: In North America and Europe, yeah. Um, Yeah, actually, the next kind of note I made, um, the decision to abandon the Saturn basically left the Western market without Sega games for over a year.
2: Ouch. I've been reading your notes again.
0: You have, yeah. Stop it. Now, hopefully Adrian's been reading my notes because I'm going to pass a little thing to him now. Um, Our resident business studies teacher, Mr. Adrian, um, mentioned something to me recently called the Osborne effect and he wondered whether it might be relevant to the Saturn. So, do you want to well, take yeah, it away? I, I Explain wanna, what that is to people.
1: Yeah, I don't want to be a fun sponge, <laughs> but I, uh, I purposely poked the bear a bit by, by didn't I, Keith? You it really did. got you hot, yeah. hot and bothered for a bit. <laughs> I, I made the quite strong accusation that the, the Saturn maybe have died because of the Osborne effect. Which is? Which is, not the, the you know, it's not Donny Osborne, we're talking about something else here. Um, it's basically a business term where it's an unintended consequence of a company announcing a future product, unaware of the risks involved or when the timing is misjudged. And this will end up having a negative impact on the sales of the current product. So it's actually named after the Osborne Computer Corporation, in which the company took more than a year to make its next product available and eventually ran out of cash and went bankrupt in 1985. So it's really interesting. You basically say, like, well, I think we can... Sort of say that Bernie almost did it as well with Sega. Mm. He said that uh, the future is not the Saturn. Yeah, future is the Dreamcast. And if you're a if you're thinking about buying a Saturn back then, you'd probably think twice, wouldn't you? Absolutely. Um, It's quite interesting because, for example, how Apple releases a new phone every year, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. But they avoid the Osborne effect. How do you think they avoid the Osborne effect? It's quite clever
2: by releasing a new one every year. Every year, yeah. There's no time.
1: They do (laughs) release one every year.
2: There's an expectation there will be a new one, so you just... There,
1: there's to... They never actually apparently release a date when their new uh, phones are coming out. They just, ah, there's an okay. assumption, yeah, yeah. but that that's part of the reason why, how you can avoid it. You never actually make it very clear, when making a new iPhone, mm. it's just pretty much announced and released. So it keeps people getting a bit, doesn't it? It does. Um, yeah, so it, it's a shame, really, and it's an interesting term. Uh, the Osborne computer, i never heard of the Osborne computers before, have you heard about them? Nope. But they, they were basically nope. saying, we're going to release a better computer in about a year's time. And you'd think to yourself, well, I might as well mm-hmm. wait a year then. So there you go. I mm-hmm. don't think um, it helped things personally. It didn't help things. It's
3: You've got, got to, to keep things under wraps, I think. In, in, these days, especially, you can't, like... you,
0: you can. It's, it's hard, hard to bits. keep things under wraps as yeah, well now, more than ever. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, things look look like
3: here and there, but, you know, I think with the Saturn, it should have had a slower, slower come down, I think. The 12 games in, the, in its in last, last year. year yeah. I mean... Fame, right? That I think ever happened. Yeah. Is that to old
2: consoles? I mean, yeah. Uh, I suppose um, even the Master System had it over oh, the call, had a, had oh, yeah. the Master was still the going. Man.
1: Yeah, for a long time. I think the Jaguar would have a good fight against that. I yeah. suppose,
2: in fairness and in defence of his comment, he probably done consumers a good thing because they didn't. He saved people
0: boy. money. It didn't help Sega. Yeah, yeah he but did, he, he didn't didn't saved people Sega. from wasting money. Maybe on that. You know, potentially. For
2: Should be praised for his honesty. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's easy for us to say, sit on the couch and, you know, yeah. how, to, how, how to run a business. Yes, yeah. ne- ne- none of us ever having run a business. I mean, <laughs> yeah. the, uh, yeah.
2: the thing here is Sega's reputation was damaged at this point, right? Yeah. People didn't Absolutely. like Sega yeah. in the same way that they once did. They didn't got, suppose, he had to, do something something. to mm. trust Sega. So he had to rebuild on that branding, which he couldn't do if he was still trying to That is what head he head.
0: was trying to do. That is what he was trying to do, I think. He's trying to rebuild, look to the future. And sometimes you have to kind of admit your mistakes. The Saturn was you? a bit of
3: a dead horse at the time. It would have been
0: like fucking yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it definitely didn't help. Um, I kind of feel, because, well, you know, after you mentioned it, I had to think about it. I kind of feel like the 32X maybe suffered from it a little bit more. People oh, yeah. people knew definitely when the Saturn was coming. So why? Or did they? Like I said earlier, why? Yeah. Why are you going to buy this 32X thing? I'm just when gonna you've got a CD-ROM compatible yeah. thing coming so up I soon? I kind of feel like that. They did it twice to themselves. Twice,
2: uh, um, yeah. So two own goals.
1: um uh, Yeah, because the 32x and the Mega CD, you could argue, are what they call in business an extension strategy, extending the life of the Mega Drive. Mm. Whereas, and you can say the same with Connect as well. When when they release that for the Xbox, uh, that or Xbox 360 was it that extended yeah, it the life. People bought the Xbox 360 after the Connect came out. So that's yeah. So maybe that's a, yeah, that's a good one. And again, do you think maybe one way of saving the Saturn could be an extra add-on, another thirty-two X add-on to that, and no. an extension strategy?
2: No. That an interesting idea. No, <laughs> there's no saving it anymore, right? No. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the question here, the question is: Was the Saturn worth saving when Bernie <gasps> came into oh, at the time the company? Was if- it worth saving? Would he have had the um? kind of the, the backup from third party developers as well as Sega's own teams to kind of push you know kick on and maybe do a few of those titles on the Dreamcast on Saturn.
0: I don't think it was. Um if you if you That's coming <laughs> that's that. coming
3: that's coming from a Saturn official. No, no I
0: mean if you if you've got a look at where Sega were at the time, they were looking they towards the Dreamcast, um which was based around the Naomi board arcade hardware, mm-hmm. which was it because again we're going it's difficult because back then we're, we're looking at a time when things mm. were progressing so fast mm. from 8 bit to 16 bit this is what was big in the arcades then this mm-hmm. came home so by now we're playing House of the dead and stuff like that in the arcade um and that's the hardware that they were going to put into their new console also the dreamcast is was mu- known to be much easier to program for yeah um it was almost like they've made this step and there was no going back it's why you can emulate dreamcast stuff really easily now and I don't think anyone. And Saturn is still different.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, They make. Do you read? They made a new flashback game on the Dreamcast. the the, the, the fine, definitive version of it apparently,
3: of the sixteen bit one, not the not the new one that's come out on Xbox. No, okay. I think
1: it's sixteen bit, but it's been yeah. polished. Oh, but yeah, sounds. I'd be uh,
3: interested in obtaining a copy of that. Obviously, yeah, being mm. a flashback aficionado. <laughs> I like just saying the word
1: aficionado today. Yeah. How about if you're a fisherman? Would you call you a fish uh, a fish aficionado? <laughs> yeah.
2: A fish
0: a
1: fish a fish a
0: What's going on? I don't know. <laughs> a
2: fish-a-fish-a-nado.
0: A fish a nado fish, fish, a doe. Anyway, um, yes. Do I think it was worth... At the time, looking at where Sega were and the way technology was going, I think it, it probably would... It was time to move on.
3: Yes. Um, so in a way, the Dreamcast did kill the Saturn, but it was probably for the best.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than kill it, maybe put it out of its misery. Yeah. I mean, it was
3: it was, it was It was on the floor. It wasn't moving.
2: Yeah, it reminds you. Just shoot
3: that
1: sucker. <laughs> <laughs> the humane thing to do. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's it's it, you know it's difficult. I don't like I don't like saying it. Um, uh, but it, you know it could have been so much more successful during its lifespan. Mm. You know, the Mega Drive was massive, but they still had to move on from it. Mm. Um, it's just a shame that Saturn didn't do as well as, or even come close to doing as well as the PlayStation or even the N sixty four. Um, before it was time for it to be. Retired, so great retired speaker. is a good <laughs> um, so like yeah. Term. PlayStation took over the world, um, and once the N sixty four came out, it quickly outsold the Saturn. Um, but I mean, the interesting thing here is, despite the fact it failed in North America and Europe, it's Sega's most successful console in Japan. The Mega yeah. Drive, the Mega Drive was always a distant third oh, really? behind uh, the Snares um, and Look at all the PC games engine. that you
3: that the Japanese consumer
0: got for the Saturn. Yeah, you know? um,
3: they were completely tailored to them. Yeah. They loved it,
0: um, and which is why it lasted another couple of years before it was discontinued. Um, I mean, there's an incredible amount of games developed in 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 japan for the japanese market so mm. a lot of the japanese rpgs uh the weird kind of dating sims and stuff that you mm. can get um there's like mahjong games and picross games and anime related stuff God, Marjong, um, seriously. yeah all that Still kind of stuff i don't know how to play that <laughs> no. um so i mean kind of coming winding down um the disappointing failure of um Holding back them tears, go, hold back uh, them tears, Keith. End, end it gracefully, to Keith. Dribble all <laughs> over the microphone. Um, but going back, you know, obviously you guys know I owned one at the time. Um, I got a Saturn. I think we must have got it in '96, maybe. You had it at the same I time, '96. I was always
2: jealous. <laughs> we've just about I finished teasing you about it, we? yeah I know we've got a Playstation we've got a Playstation <laughs> that's um, true
3: because Adrian had a place I was still rocking my Mega Drive and my Amiga at the drive. time but Adrian had a Playstation same time you had the Saturn and I remember because obviously we were playing FIFA 98 oh yeah around Adrian's house oh and off, then, i got FIFA 98 and, and then Saturn and then and then in, in break at college going back to Keith's house and then playing it on the Saturn I'm no, like I oh say saying God. to Keith I'm like
0: why doesn't the net move <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, yeah was, Keith why but again what year was it fifa 98 how much effort do you think ea put into that Saturn port not enough I, I, you know it's, but you they look probably at didn't
3: it. work out how to obviously flick between the two the suit the two cpus
2: in order to get yeah
0: i bet i think they could have but because we're talking about 1998 I mean, something sophisticated. one down. of those
2: cpus was just controlling the net so of <laughs> yeah.
0: course it would have been the end of 97 wasn't it? 97 yeah, yeah yeah okay still um but you know I I think back as a UK Saturn owner you know I loved it I used to get Sega Saturn magazine every month um but one of the things that really sticks out is the the lack of like third party stuff so in the Sega was a Saturn dev kit.
3: it wasn't like it was only Sega who knew how to do it yeah I just don't think they got enough people on board potentially yeah cuz
0: the, the one thing I remember about like about the magazine was there was always something massive around the corner there was always there was like a it was a Sega Rally. Mm. Then there was Manx TT or there was Last Bronx or Fighting Vipers. Mm. There was always the next big arcade conversion. Oh, they made a big fuss of the Saturn port of Resident Evil, to be fair. But apart from that, there wasn't much to fill in the a gaps. Decent port. They got all the awesome 2D fighters and stuff from Capcom and that in Japan. Mm. Um, but apart from all those big arcade conversions, there didn't seem to be much else to like mm. fill in the gaps, if you if, like. Whereas, you the the PlayStation about... was like awash with yeah. awesome third-party stuff.
2: I, I the games that I really wanted on the Sega Saturn were Virtua Fighter, Virtua Cop, really, and oh, Sega Virtua Rally. Yeah. You just wanted an arcade machine um, in your home, didn't you? Really, I got those three games on my PC. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. which I, Yeah, it I was. Know. It was even over here where we got a limited
0: library compared to Japan. It was awesome. You got those arc. That's why I still love it now. Being able to pick up and play Virtua Cop and stuff like mm. that, it still got that pull. Um, yeah, you can play Time Crisis on a PlayStation, obviously. Um, <laughs> But they didn't seem to be much else, and it's like that. I think that surprise launch, as well as like alienating a lot of the retailers, Mm. I think it peed off a lot of developers as well. Mm. Um, And I think that hurt the Saturn massively. And and the thing that led to me abandoning my Saturn—don't do it. um, I basically abandoning the Sega Saturn for over a decade in 1999 when I got PlayStation. It was seeing stuff like Gran Turismo. Metal Gear Solid mm. and seeing games like that on the PlayStation that I just couldn't play Konami that should was have, it. it kind of you know
3: de- Konami were a massive player then
0: yeah you know. again, again in Japan they released a lot of stuff you know like um, the Parodius games and shoot ups mm. and stuff like that that we didn't get over here mm-hmm. um, and that, it was that kind of thing that was like well I, I need a PlayStation I need to be able to play these games because mm. I can't play them on my set and they're t- not going to come out to wait for the certain dream cost no I, I can't remember back but I wonder if my attitude to Sega had maybe maybe I, think, I felt like yeah. if they've cocked this up are they going to do it again I think my opinion the of PlayStation Sega at that time was, because
2: Sega were massive let's be honest but it I love just Sega sank. Yeah. it just sank but I don't yeah. think
0: I was confident. you know I saw everyone else with their the PlayStation's pointing and laughing at me and spitting on me in the street <laughs> and and street? I just I, I didn't trust I don't think I trusted Sega to to get it right No they lo- they um, they lost a lot of
3: trust I yeah. mean it was it would have taken something Do you wanna, spectacular, wanna hit a to,
1: poignant comment. Yes. To be this good takes ages. <laughs> to be
0: this bad takes a matter of months. Uh, See how I did that? Oh, I like it. I like it. I don't oh. like it. But, I like it. Um, but yeah, I mean, and so coming back to it now, retro gaming, obviously, it's only over the last few years that I've been able to discover the games that I missed out on mm. that they only got in Japan. Um, Thank God for yeah. that. So, I was kind of summing it up. You know, there was a lot of different reasons. Um, some were self inflicted, like the inner turmoil between mm. the of Japan and Sacred America, what to prioritize, when to launch it. You know, there wasn't like a clear plan. And, well, there was a plan, and then they decided not to go with the plan. Mm. Um, and, you know, maybe the last question just to put out to you guys what do you think? What could they have done differently to make it a success? What should they have done differently?
2: Have two buses. Probably played nicely with others. Um mm. I think I think basically a lot of this comes down to business and not mm. um, you know, clearly their strategy on tech and relationships was all wrong and mm. they just needed to play nicely with a lot of people.
3: I think the point about the development kit I think if, if, if anyone if anyone's listening who knows about the Saturn dev kit and the comparison to PlayStation just tweet us or something because I think that that that, that was a massive thing for Sony to make available. Mm. If Sega had done the same thing uh or you know if the if the Saturn was easier to program on like straight up then yeah they would have had more third party support I think
0: I mean Bernie says that the hardware wasn't there I think from what I've read it was but it just it was mismanaged
3: it, it was mismanaged on it the it wasn't really on the practical board, to
0: get the best from it mm. so I don't know I don't know How do you the I hardware was the the crux it was yeah
3: you
1: know, I say go back in crutch. time make a time machine go back in time and sit down with Sony again and make that mega console yeah. you want to see
0: Sagoni. The The Sagoni.
1: uh, Sounds like a type of pasta, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. Sagoni. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I didn't want this podcast to be too much of a downer. I love the Saturn I love it more than I loved it then because I've got to experience great Adrian's gonna get his one fixed. Adrian's got I've given Adrian his one back. At least it's not named it after
1: a planet that's no longer a planet. If it's called the Pluto, that'd be even worse. That would right? be even more depressing, wouldn't it? Yeah.
0: Like, Sega yeah. Pluto. That would
2: truly result in a death, <laughs> wouldn't it? You're I can't can't not it. really. Saturn a is renamed as uh, not a planet. I <laughs> yeah. I can't, exactly. That's, that's the official <laughs> death. Yeah, of Sega that's Saturn. the end of it all. But no, I, I mean, I love it. it. It's yeah. still great.
0: Um, I promise we'll do a podcast about how awesome it was as well. Oh, um, um, yeah. But, yeah, Adrian mentioning the Osborne effect made me think about why it failed. The bad times. Yeah, the bad times, you know have to work through these so yeah
1: so if you're feeling down put, power up your saturn power up your saturn radiant yeah. silver gun
0: yeah. yeah buy it for 300 quid <laughs> yeah um, yeah oh crikey have a good time um, but yeah we'll be back for more saturn goodness but until then goodbye thanks for listening to today's podcast we really hope you enjoyed it if you want to get in touch regarding this week's episode or anything else You can tweet us at ArcadeAttackUK, at KeithBarlow82 and at Arcade underscore Adriano. We're also on Facebook at Facebook.com slash ArcadeAttackUK. Please check out our website at ArcadeAttack.co.uk for lots of retro gaming goodness, interviews, reviews, features, top tens, etc. And you can also find all our previous podcasts there.